0: is Tech News Today for Wednesday, April 27, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by FreshBooks, the easy online invoicing service that gets you paid quickly and makes you look professional. Get started with the free package at FreshBooks.com. Bienvenidos on Tech
1: News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. Me
2: I'm Ayaz Akhtar. And I'm Jason Howell.
0: And this is the Tech News of the Day. We go and we read the feeds so you don't have to. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a drink. We're going to tell you what you need to know.
1: Teach you some Spanish, too.
0: See, Two of us Un will vocal. teach you some Spanish. And that concludes our
1: Spanish, Spanish lesson.
0: Gracias. <laughs> uh, so Verizon's LTE network has been down uh, since late last night. Verizon's outage uh, started uh, sometime in the evening. Verizon said customers should still be able to make calls from their LTE phones. Uh, but data may not work or more likely will revert to uh, the 3G network. Also, customers aren't going to be able to activate new LTE devices until the issue is resolved. So if you're heading out to buy a Thunderbolt, you might want to hold off until tomorrow, see if they get this figured out. Uh, sadly, for a Verizon VP, who, who is this VP? Oh, I don't know. I'll pick uh, it up. She, she said two days ago, uh, the surprise to me is in the speed bumps in rolling out LTE. They were very few and far between. Never say things like that.
1: Well, she meant it at the time. She did. She, in <laughs> fact, it was she like w- cursing
0: she, herself. So, she, but
1: she was sort of like pleasantly surprised. Like, hey, we thought that hey, there'd be issues. Nothing's
0: gone wrong. Network goes down. Yeah, Always. Nicola Palmer. Nicola Palmer. Right. Nicola Palmer. Thank you. and uh, Gadget reports: three uh, G uh, issue is specific to Thunderbolt. So, if you're not getting any data. On your Thunderbolt, it's because of a documented issue with the way it provisions 3G. It provisions you to a different 3G service than most phones get. There is a fix for that. Uh, it starts by dialing pound pound seven seven eight pound and uh, putting in a password with what six zeros, I think. Mm-hmm. That'll take you to your programming screen, and then you go to modem settings and then rev A and change it to enabled. So once you've enabled rev A. Then you can connect it to the Rev A3G network and you'll be able to get the data there. Uh, we'll have a link to the more detailed version of that if you can't follow that in my clumsy little description. But essentially you get the idea. You need to go turn on a setting in the Thunderbolt. Most other phones will go right to 3G if you don't have LTE service available. Uh, What's the the latest from Verizon Wireless?
1: Their Twitter account said, we have determined cause of 4G LTE issue and are working with major vendors to restore connections. Details as they come.
2: Yeah, they've, been posting they've been updated it, all day. On Twitter, they've been putting it uh, putting up information all day. Uh, this is a real big black eye for Verizon. I mean, they have a huge ad campaign for Thunderbolt right now. 4G just got rolled out. They just had a new LTE MiFi rollout, like I think of two weeks ago. At the end of March, was a Samsung hotspot. It just looks like a mess right now. Uh, I wonder if if Sprint's going to try something right now. But, hey, let's do something. Put it out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah,
0: probably not. I mean, this this will get this will get fixed pretty quickly. I'm guessing. Although I felt that way about the Sony outage yeah. last week, and look where that got me. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? Maybe this will drag on for a week, and they'll have given away all your credit card information too. But I'm thinking probably not. Uh, it sounds like since they have figured out the cause, which I'm curious to, to find out what the cause is, if they're going to tell us that, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll get this back up Well
2: Well, if, they, if they had to learn damage control the past two weeks in tech news, they figured it out, right? Sony's had to do this. Amazon's had to do it. Now Verizon gets to go, we'll do a detailed post-mortem.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it, it's kind of gotten to the point where when you say you've determined the cause of a big outage issue... You pretty much have to tell people exactly what happened because now everyone's worried that their identities are about to be stolen. What was it?
0: Is it a Sony thing? (laughs) Because I'm a little burned by that. Uh, Apple has uh, come out with a fact, uh, a little Q and A fact uh, about the iPhone location issue. Uh, Essentially, they say that unequivocally, they say we are not tracking your phone. We never have, and we never will. However, uh, we are logging the location of your phone.
2: Not tracking you so much, as the but phone. that
0: data and that data is put in a crowdsourced database uh, that it maintains of Wi-Fi hotspots and cell towers. So it's, yeah, you're right. It's not tracking where your phone is. It's tracking what Wi-Fi hotspots and cell towers are in range. Uh, those that data helps triangulate you easier. They say uh, using that database and what you're finding, what these researchers have been finding on the phone, is a subset of that database that is cached to the phone to help speed up performance.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're just, for example, anybody who fires up, um, you know, a map, right, using your iPhone, and it, it locates you quickly, and you're in a jam or you're in an unfamiliar place, you want to know where you are, what direction you're facing, how to get to point B. Um, if it's using GPS alone, it's going to take a lot longer than if it's if it's pulling from triangulation and Wi-Fi networks and data that's already started on your phone, to get you where you want to go faster. So, I mean, the, the, the convenience that people enjoy is all part of this.
0: Ina Freed actually got on a call with uh, Mr. Steve Jobs as well as Phil Schiller and talked about this and the white iPhone. Uh, they said that turning off location services doesn't stop this data collection, which they know is a problem uh, because that's not the way they want they, they want to do it. There, it's not such a problem. We have to call the police, but it is a problem, uh, and they're gonna they're gonna fix it, officer. Uh, they're gonna it's a bug, and they have a software update that they say will come in the next few weeks that will reduce the size of that crowdsourced Wi-Fi subset. Uh, that that Wi-Fi hotspot and cell tower database subset that's on your phone, it will cease backing it up. I mean, that was another problem is this whole thing got backed over to iTunes, and when people were worried that it was their phone that was being tracked, they're like, here's an unencrypted map of where I've been, uh, and it's still, even though it's not tracking your phone, it does show what area you've been in. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as damning, but uh, anyway, it'll stop backing that up. And it will delete the cache entirely if you turn off location services. That's right. the main thing.
1: And they're they're also going to cut down the backup to about, I think, seven days instead of uh, however long it is now.
2: Right. Yeah,
0: it was it's, two megabytes worth of data, but I don't yeah. know how long
2: it And was. the data on your phone will be encrypted. So if someone gets your phone, tries to get it off of the phone, it's encrypted. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that Apple didn't try the normal we're Apple, we don't care, argument. They actually, like, apologize. They're going through these FAQs. They're going to change something with a software update. Uh, Is anyone else surprised how quickly they've...
1: Well, I mean, they've got people in Congress (laughs) saying, hey, Apple, we've got a problem here. We need you to, you know, come testify as to how you're collecting data Hmm. from people. So they can't just say, we're Apple, we don't you don't give a crap.
0: In in the Q&A with Ina Freed on All Things D, there were a couple jabs at the press. I think they feel like this, this just like AntennaGate, is not really a problem that they had. This is a problem caused by the press mm-hmm. because everyone freaked out and exaggerated. And they said... Look, you know, we we're not. We think other people are doing worse things, and we hope the press goes and and investigates those mm-hmm. just as closely as they've investigated this one. Uh, as far as the delay, because it did take them a few days to come out with this, uh, even though we're saying like, wow, it, that was pretty fast for, for Apple. It's like seven days. Uh, uh, they said, look, we're an engineering-driven company. When people accuse us of things, the first thing we want to do is find out the truth. That took a certain amount of time to track all of these things down. Uh, and the accusations were coming day by day. By the time we had figured this all out, it took a few days. Then writing it up and trying to make it intelligible when this is a very high-tech topic took a few days. Because they want to be very careful. They're Apple. They're very careful about what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we are less than a week later.
1: They also, if you, if you read the fact, I can't help but notice that they – Apple manages to be patronizing, even as it's clearly explaining what's going on. Why, why is my iPhone tracking my data? <sighs> the iPhone is not tracking your data, and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's so Apple.
0: Apple is not tracking the location of your iPhone. Apple has never done so, and has no plans to ever do so. Why would you even ask?
1: <laughs> exactly. You're so That's how I read it, too. Right
0: you probably think this tracking's about you. Well, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi hotspots and 3G towers. So there.
1: You're so paranoid. Oh,
0: services. <laughs> uh, on a side note, uh, Tom, uh, we're going to see a lot of stories about user data being tracked. TomTom Tom user data is being sold to the Dutch police to determine ideal locations for speed traps. It's aggregate data based on aggregate anonymized compilations saying, we think this is where people speed the most so that the Dutch police can go put a, a policeman there to, you know, get people to slow down.
2: Yeah, this is the same kind of argument Apple's using. They're saying this is anonymous data. This, they aren't actually singling out people. They're not saying this particular person is speeding. But that's the way the cops are going to build speed traps. Uh, I don't know if any United States-based uh, companies are doing this. I mean, TomTom is selling this to the Dutch. Are they selling it to the U.S.? Do we know anything about that? No,
0: nope, I haven't seen, heard anything about that. only heard about the Dutch. Doesn't mean they're not. But uh, The white iPhone arrives April 28th. This is now official. No more rumors.
1: No, it's We've, a tr- it's a true thing. It's on the it's, front page of Apple. It is on the front, says, front page of Apple. Dot com.
0: And uh, when Steve Jobs and Phil Schiller were, at, were speaking to Ina Fried at, at All Things D, uh, they she asked them about you know why, why the white iPhone takes so darn long. This oh, was this was announced in June last yeah. year. Uh, So, yeah, just shy of a year. It'll be available in Apple stores, online, AT&T stores, Verizon stores, and select Apple authorized resellers. Uh, And Phil Schiller said, look, there's a lot more that goes into both the material science of it, how it holds up over time, also how it all works with the sensors, and uh, apparently even talked about the need for UV protection. Uh, The way Ina wrote it, uh, it sounded like, just like white people White iPhones need UV protection, so it needed Why? some sunscreen. Will they
1: turn pink? Probably. Otherwise? This thing probably
0: turns yellow.
1: Yeah, or bubbles,
0: or maybe yeah, <laughs> it gets freckles. Uh, it would be actually pretty cool if, it, if a white like iPhone if my son turned red.
1: White iPhone. Yeah.
0: Look, like, it's. I can. Li- I So can, it peels. I can see if I need to go in by looking at my phone. Oh, my phone's starting to get a
2: little red. I better. That would have been handy. Maybe the UV light was kind of screwing with the sensors. Just maybe. Uh, maybe it's probably more maybe, of that yellowing that's, thing, that's a,
1: which nobody wants with a white iPhone. You want to, it to stay white?
0: Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there you go. You've got you've got somewhat of an explanation, not much of one, uh, but it was it was sensors and UV and stuff. I mean, exactly. With a, with you've got a, it, a Wi-Fi, iPhone. Stop talk, uh, it, stop asking questions.
1: With an <laughs> imminent <laughs> iPhone five. I just, it's like But this it's is, white No, I got it And I mean, I wanted one back in the day And then I had predicted On our prediction show At the end of the year On TNC That there would never be a white iPhone So I am eating my words a little bit But I just feel like it's It's really an anticlimactic release yeah. at Mighty
0: point. white of you, Apple <laughs> That's,
1: that's, that's
0: enough. That's all I have to say. Uh, Let's take a break and thank our sponsor, FreshBooks, for their support of TNT. If you're a small business owner, uh, if you're a consultant, if you're a freelancer, you know that invoicing is a pain. I know that invoicing is a pain. Uh, and two million users since 2004 know it doesn't have to be a pain because they're using FreshBooks to create professional-looking invoices, uh, adding your company logo to them. All you do is you, you go to FreshBooks.com and you put in a client. You get three clients for free, by the way. So you can just go try this right now. You put in the client information and then when it's time to bill them you go fill out a form you say this is the job i did this is how much it is you press send they take care of all the rest of it they make a professional looking uh invoice they'll send it out they can send it out as a pdf as an email with a link they'll even uh for an extra fee a dollar 39 per invoice they'll Print it out, put it in an envelope, and mail it to somebody for you. And then, uh, for no extra charge, they'll follow up and say, "Hey, you know what? It's pretty close to due date time. You're going to pay this or not?" Uh, they'll accept the payments for you—PayPal, credit card. They got eleven different electronic payment services they'll accept. Try it out for free today with up to three clients. Uh, it's a piece of cake to set up an account, which is why they're giving away cake. Because and so it's why I say it's a piece of cake, so I can transition to saying they're giving away cake. Uh, but that's that's what they do. They're giving away cakes. You tell them TNT set you. You get put in a uh, drawing to get a free birthday cake. We we got one. So I don't know when it arrives, but they told us we got one.
1: I was I was I was worried that it would arrive while I was gone last week. I and know you, you all would eat my slice of cake. We
0: would have saved you one. We would have put it in the freezer. Gee,
1: <laughs> thanks. You know, here's some week old cakes, uh, Here's Some week old frozen, frozen cake.
0: Enjoy. So yeah, you're saying the cake back. is not a lie. It just hasn't arrived yet.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. The Good. cake is late.
0: <laughs> I don't even think it's late. No, it just hasn't it's time. just
1: we just don't know. It's going to be a surprise.
0: FreshBooks.com. We thank them for their support of Tech News Today. Nokia is uh, finally got around to figuring out how it's going to cut its jobs. 7,000 jobs will be cut from Nokia. It's quite a bit. Uh, 3,000 of those employees, however, will be transferred to Accenture. Uh, Accenture is one of those big multinational global companies that does a bunch of gobbledygook that nobody understands for services and solutions and things like that. Uh, So 3,000 employees transferred to Accenture will be providing Symbian software development and support. Yeah. So that's how Symbian's on life support, essentially.
2: Yeah, Accenture, by the way, is officially a global management consulting, technology services, and outsourcing company. So that's pretty much what I said. Exactly, Gobbledygook yeah. right there. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised I have that a friend who works for Accenture no- Nokia can me. actually just transfer 3,000 employees over. That's kind of really nice. Take care of your old employees because I mean, obviously, Symbian is... They did that at
0: CNET with facilities.
2: You just randomly just they just they, they hired businesses. a contractor
0: to take over facilities and then took a bunch of people and. Put them on that company.
2: Well, I was fi- figuring that all these uh, Symbian developers were going to be out of a job, have nothing to do, and now they actually will be working for this company doing who knows what. Uh, and I actually, I
1: a lot of it is customer support that they were already doing for Nokia anyway.
0: Yeah, Accenture does a lot of customer support. They're even going to provide some customer support for Windows Phone 7 as part of this deal as well. Uh, 4,000 more jobs will be eliminated entirely. Now, they, they say they'll, they'll be paid at least through the end of 2011, depending on the position. Uh, but the, the, that's what's happened with Nokia. So if you're wondering when the axe was going to fall, the axe is slowly going through people's necks right now.
1: Uh, at least uh, some of them who are going to be losing their jobs are getting paid through the end of the year. I've heard worse. Yeah, it's better than two weeks.
0: No, they got a good severance program there. I yeah. want to work in Finland. Well, only to get fired. You you yeah, will. I want to get but, fired. But then you have to look actually. for a new job. In I want I don't. I not want to work there. I just want to get get the severance pay. <laughs> Is that? Can you do that?
1: We have to get fired first. Uh, so I guess you have to do a lot of work. It's a little more complicated than All just right. getting free money.
0: How about? I uh, sell Delicious to YouTube founders Chad Hurley and Steve Chen. I think somebody beat you to that. Well, I'd have to own it first, like Yahoo did. But that's what's happened. Uh, They've sold it to Chad Hurley and Steve Chen, the founders of YouTube, uh, who apparently have a company called Avos. Uh, Yahoo is going to run Delicious until July 2011, at which point Delicious will be transferred to Hurley and Chen's company Avos, and Avos will relaunch it. Uh, so you you need to go, if you want to keep your account, you need to go log into Delicious between now and July and agree to let Yahoo transfer your bookmarks. It's opt-in only. They're not going to take your data if you don't say, yes, this is the right way to do it, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, a whole new company is going to be taking this thing over. So if you want to stick with it, be sure to tell them so they can move that data over Uh, avos will continue delicious service and will build a firefox 4 extension which is uh, a lot of people have been uh, hankering for they say in fact it's a top priority but there's a lot of talk in these blog postings about relaunching and uh, the service being handed over to avos in july and then it starts over and then we need to transfer your data that makes me nervous that we're going to see something pretty nasty here with outages or servers not going right, it doesn't mean it will. It just makes me nervous about that kind of thing. So they're not just taking the, the, the company as it exists right now and continuing to run it just under a new op- new management. they're, they're moving stuff.
1: Also, the way that all of the press releases have been written, it's YouTube founders. The YouTube founders bought Delicious. Everyone loves YouTube, right? This is great. Well, it's not that. It's Avos, which is a company I've never heard of. I can't seem to find any information on what they're going to do with Delicious or how they're going to change it. They have some terms of service that you have to agree to before you migrate your – you agree to migrate your data over, which was a very easy process. But then, you know, like my, my opt-in complete uh, email was, Hi, Sarah Lane. Hooray, your data will now be moved along with Delicious. Thanks, Delicious.
2: And one of the funniest things. I mean, things- it's, it's
1: very, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, cryptic. I just don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, so I immediately assume the worst because you've seen yeah. things like this not go well in the past.
2: And when you click that terms of service and the title bar, it says we're hiring because they're a new company. I contacted them to see what was going to happen with the whole transition. Uh, they weren't exactly... Uh, Wordy. I asked, do you have any assurances from Yahoo such that it won't shut down its servers until yours are ready? Their answer is yes. They are going to make sure that there's a smooth transition. Well, their answer was yes. Yes, yes. And it's the end We of the can plot. assume from that. That hopefully that it will go smoothly <laughs> yeah. over assuming people are still using Delicious at that time. Uh, they were talking about, I think in the terms of service, they talked about the Delicious bookmarklet and they also talked about the Firefox extension that they want to make sure that that comes uh, into fruition because apparently a lot of people still want that thing to work uh, and they are working on Firefox 4 to have that. Who gave up. you the statement back? This is Avos team. This is off their press at. Their so,
0: press. so a person didn't give their name. No. You sent it to a, a, a I sent like it to a the, ge- their press a, like a generic press email, and they wrote back. But when the, you go
2: to the Avos site, yeah. the terms of service on the bottom they have a press contact, so I yeah. contacted them.
0: But, but no name.
2: Nobody signed their name to this. No, no
0: names. We don't need names. Nope. We're delicious. We're Avos. We're going. Taste we don't us. need. We're, go- names.
2: we're doing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I this is probably I, one of the two guys. You,
1: you figure. I mean, these guys have a good. You know. Build a successful company. Uh, I I'm optimistic, but uh, for for people who have loved Delicious over the years, and I think and we're already feeling burned already. It's like it's just, it's sort of like two strikes now. If it doesn't work out, then they're screwed.
0: I think the challenge is a lot of people left Delicious when Yahoo was rumored to be shutting them down. Right. Uh, probably a lot more people are going to leave by inaction because they don't go and opt in mm-hmm. uh, more people may stop using it because if there is any kind of problem with the transition which I shouldn't say there is going to be but I just worry about that so so it's fraught with peril uh, and then they're going to have to come up with a way to really compel people to come back to delicious exactly. a lot of and people have
1: exported their data already that's
0: something they may be able to do uh, these guys are smart so I, I'm I wouldn't, wouldn't say they're not, but it is a tall order they've got uh, to make that bookmarking service work well. A lot of follow-up news from the PlayStation Network outage. Uh, Forbes estimating that a malicious outage like this uh, that they've been experiencing will cost you an estimated $318 per account. Uh, if you take the uh, most recent estimates of the number of people involved in the PlayStation Network, that would mount up to about $24 billion. Uh, also, a lot of folks really starting to question why it took so long for them to say what was going on and, and the the extent of this data leak uh, Patrick Siebold on the on the YouTube or on the uh, PlayStation blog says we learned there was an intrusion April 19th subsequently shut the services down We then brought in outside experts to help us learn how the intrusion occurred and to conduct an investigation to determine the nature and scope of the incident. It was necessary to conduct several days of forensic analysis, and it took our experts until April 25th to understand the scope of the breach. So he's essentially implying we couldn't talk about it till we knew what was taken. And as soon as we knew what was taken and were confident in saying that, we let people know.
2: Is that good enough? Well, Sony's been really cautious about what they say about anything. I mean, when they, everyone keeps wondering about the credit card information. Is that Has that been stolen? And they will not say well, definitively either way. you know what? That's a really good
0: point, which is they don't know for sure if the credit card information has been stolen and they're making a statement about it. Why couldn't they have Friday or Saturday, Saturday made the same statement? We think, we think that uh, some personal information may have been compromised. If you have a PlayStation Network account, be careful. We'll let you know as soon as we have more. I mean, they're, they're doing that with credit card information. They should have done that with the rest of the
1: information. They should have, but I think that since they didn't know what was going on, they hoped that it was not as bad as it ended up being, and they didn't want to freak everybody out. I mean, millions and millions of people would have been all freaked and Sony probably thought, let's just sit on this for a couple of days and make sure we really know what's going on before we upset the whole user base.
0: ours uh, Ars Technica has an article uh, explaining why that might not be good enough for a lot of people yeah. who said that their credit cards were being used fraudulently over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So if they had told people, look, your credit card information may have been taken, we don't know, but we'll let you know for sure, then... All of this might have still happened, but at least people would have known and maybe they could have taken action uh, to put a fraud alert on the card.
1: The thing is, though, like that. is that, I mean, and it's ours article. They're they're quick to say, listen, this could all be coincidental. These folks all did say, listen, I've, I used this card on my PSN account. And, you know, there was a somebody charged a airline ticket or something to my card. And, and yeah. uh, you know, American Express alerted me. So, again, if Sony had said something ahead of time, everyone's just going to blame them for these credit card issues. They, they may absolutely yeah. have There's to so do There's so
0: much this. fraud happens that uh, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to prove just by saying, look, it's the same card I used on the PlayStation Network, that it is because of that. Uh, but there are a few anecdotes here that are a little compelling where they say, look, this card sits in a drawer in my house for emergencies. I did use it once on my PlayStation account. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it seems likely, and if that person is telling the truth that there's really no other explanation for the fraud if they haven't used it anywhere else.
1: Right, It's more than coincidental.
0: Uh, yeah, place, Sony's going to be on the hot seat for this for quite a while. Uh, the U.K. Uh, launching an inquiry into the data breach. U.S. Senator uh, Blumenthal calling on Sony to offer full disclosure to any user whose info was compromised. And uh, Dr. Paul Judge, uh, Chief Research Officer and Vice President of Barracuda Networks, calling this the second largest data breach ever trailing only 2009's Heartland payment data breach, which impacted 175,000 merchants, uh, bigger than the TGAX breach, in his opinion. And uh, finally, a lawsuit from Christopher Johns of Birmingham, Alabama, in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, accusing Sony of not taking reasonable care to protect, encrypt, and secure the private sensitive data of its users, seeking class action status. Uh, because the breach affected over 75 million users.
2: Yeah, I thing about 50 million or plus are in the United States. So if they get a class action going, this could be a nightmare for Sony. I mean, well, I don't know what they could possibly do other than show off another tablet, just kind of make the press think about something else, because I think they actually showed That's off not going to help those.
0: them in court. Not this way, no. no. And people are too angry about this to be <laughs> sidetracked imagine? by a tablet. <laughs> it's like, hey.
1: Where were you the night of nice new tablet? <laughs> Bio.
0: <laughs> we have a BioP. X. Yep. Uh, yeah, and... and uh, the uh, uh, what? Where, where was I going to go with this next? I you, you distracted me with your shiny tablets. <laughs> <And> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: That's that was the plan. <laughs> it did work.
0: Oh, Microsoft. Uh, so now every data breach, as, as we mentioned earlier, is getting extra attention. Microsoft mm-hmm. warns about a phishing attack conducted through Modern Warfare Two. A lot of people going off the hook saying, "Look, now Microsoft has a breach." These breaches happen quite often uh and in fact modern warfare 2 breaches have happened before that that's not news uh but microsoft's being extra careful considering the environment to say we're going to warn you as soon as possible
2: about anything
0: we think you might need to know about and
2: now's the time to check your credit card statements carefully if you're a part of this whole playstation network thing because this is like 75 million users worldwide that's huge yeah oh you know what i was going to say uh I think what happened
0: is when they shut down the PlayStation Network, remember, they said, look, this outage is only going to be for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, they didn't say anything and it sounded like it was a temporary outage. They, eh, it's only going to be a couple days. That's when they had the outside consultants come in. They were probably like, yeah, just help us look, look through this. I don't think it's a big deal. And then the outside consultants started looking at, and like, I think they got a lot of bad information. And that's when it dragged and Sony remained silent because I don't think they thought anything bad had been compromised at first. And it wasn't until the consultant came in that they started to realize the breadth of it.
2: Yeah, maybe Sony thought, hey, it's anonymous. They bugged us before. This annoys us for a couple of days. And then they just kind of go away. Because anonymous usually doesn't do something this evil.
0: Right, do you think they're afraid to admit credit card numbers have been taken? Or they're...
2: I would imagine so because if you say that, then I mean every Sony service that's out there, their Curiosity music service, PlayStation also Network, down, yeah. and any other thing that they have online. Like I mean, they even have eBooks out there, so they probably don't want this bad press going out there just yet. Uh, because if they say definitively yes, they've been stolen, and that's not the case. I mean, there's no way you're going to take that out of the press.
1: But the press will only be worse the longer they wait if Mm. they really know that credit card information has been stolen, especially if they have a potential class action lawsuit on their hands where it's all going to come out eventually.
2: Yeah, actually, that's that will be a good side, uh, a side effect of this lawsuit. We'll actually find out one way or another what exactly has been going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, finally, let's finish up with another anti-piracy video. This one being put out by the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement unit. Uh, you might know them from domain name seizures. They go around uh, seizing domain names and then putting up their own warning. Uh, warning uh, looks something like, "Do we do we have the warning yeah. up?" Uh, the warning looks something like so well, it doesn't this, look like Google. If you're yeah. looking at the video, you, you go to the. It looks site something and you see like this. a seal from the Department of Justice, uh, the ICE Coordination Center. You know, three seals across the top, and then a bunch of gobbledygook below about Eagles. copyright infringements in the law. Then it automatically now, plays. Now, on some sites, it will start
2: playing an anti-piracy video, uh, which has what what's this guy's name? This is a comedian, Tom Papa. You might recognize him from the Marriage Ref on NBC. A very short-lived horrible television show
0: so he is uh playing the part of a dvd salesman and he tries to tell these obvious actors uh that uh that that he's got free dvds downloaded illegally from the internet but if you take them are losing their jobs making this so literal i mean this is really there's a consequence to all this
1: stuff i'm gonna take them you are yeah why because you have no soul
2: if i take this she loses her job
1: that's right
0: Real. So he's, he's when, he, when she says, if I take this, he, she loses her job, he's pointing at a, can, a person holding a, a boom mic, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so boom operators will all lose their jobs if you pirate. Yes, if you're That's taking this. That's what I'm this, taking away from you. Literally, this. yes. Yeah.
2: Assuming when you illegally download a movie, there's a person handing them out on the street for free, Yeah, which is a whole other thing.
0: Now, I know exactly what they're trying to do here. Uh, it's psychologically proven that people don't feel as bad about piracy because they don't feel like they're depriving anyone of anything. Uh, Because copies exist of what they're taking. And so they're trying to relate that and say, look, there is consequence. You are taking taking something. You are hurting another person. My problem with it is that's not exactly true. I don't think that you can show that piracy has damaged the business enough that they've been laying people off. I may be wrong about that. Maybe somebody has shown that. But revenues have been increasing uh, in, in theaters. Revenues have been increasing in Hollywood. Uh, so the people who are shooting movies are making more and more money. Ha- have people lost their jobs recently in the movie industry? Absolutely, they always have. I don't. I. I, I think it's a stretch to say if you
2: pirate a movie, somebody loses a job. Well, I know they want to make that that connection. I'm just not sure it's fair. If revenue is going up and we keep going with this this, this video, then clearly, if you take that movie, another person will get hired because revenues are going up.
1: No, it's that they fire the boom operator, but then the CEO gets richer. Oh, ah, there
2: you go! Because the movie get, hasn't no, made any money. No, it's
1: all about now. automation, people, synergy. Now.
0: If you download that pirated movie, I know it doesn't really hurt the bottom line, but it allows me to justify firing people because I can say piracy is hurting the business, and that's why I have to fire you. Mm-hmm. And then I can save a lot on labor. Brilliant. Yes. Mm. Okay, now I understand the video. Thank you. That's You're black welcome. and white. Real Let's clear. move on to the news views. The FBI's unprecedented effort to behead the core flood botnet appears to be working, according to court documents filed by the Justice Department on Monday in order to gain an extension for the operation. The number of pings from infected U.S. systems plummeted from 800,000 to 100,000 in about a week. The FBI FBI is also distributing a form to users of infected machines that would give authorities permission to delete CoreFlood from their computers. So if you want the FBI to perform antivirus operations, you need to fill out some paperwork.
1: RIM is buying Tungle.me. Yay! Wait, what's Tungle.me? Well, it's a web app for social calendars that sync to Google Calendar and iCal and Outlook. Tango.me is actually used by a lot of people. 800 universities, more than 150 companies already. So it could signal a further move of BlackBerry as a cross-platform service provider.
2: Jack Dorsey's Square payment system just got itself an investment from Visa. Square lets users accept pe- person-to-person payments via credit cards using their smartphones and the Square credit card reader. No word if Visa paid by check or used one of those Square swipey things. <laughs>
0: We'd like to donate. Here, just, just thank you. Do you think they use an American Express? Uh, Google is supporting Google by introducing a new Google Docs Android app. It does the basics like create and edit documents, but it also has an extra feature. Take a picture of text, and the Google Docs app will attempt to read the text and make it editable. Now the app can read all text like handwriting. It can't. It can't read all text like handwriting, but still kind of cool.
1: Do you happen to have $100 million just laying around? Leo does. If you're anything like you us, the answer is yes, <laughs> uh, and we're all in luck, uh, millionaires like us, uh, because News Corp is selling MySpace, Tell me are looking, they're just looking to get around a hundred million for it, which is a steal for rich people, because if you may recall, in 2005, News Corp bought MySpace for 580 million dollars, which is you know more private island stuff. So if you've got the you know a hundred million. Give or take a mil yeah, or so, really? You could turn the social network around and take this down is Zuckerberg. What,
0: you know, this is why I never buy a social network new because of the depreciation.
1: It's so true. You it's know? like a Prius. You always
0: want to pick them up used. Yeah. We should uh, go foursies on this. Each, Each of us put right. in 250 million. Okay. Um, we'll cut our wait, space. Or Wait, to no, of 25. Us? No, 25. I think you're trying to scam me. <laughs> <laughs> damn
2: it. I messed up.
1: I want 26%. You caught
2: me. Hey, if you wanted to mod Minecraft and, uh, and have it officially supported, it was going to cost you a little fee, not like the MySpace thing. Well, the Minecraft community didn't particularly care for that and let their opinion be heard, the designer of Minecraft, Notch, heard you and posted on his blog that, quote, the cost of the mod API access will be $0. So you can get your Minecraft source code for free, people. Nicely done, Notch. Good good stuff.
0: Microsoft has sued Barnes & Noble over patent infringement related to the use of Android in the Nook. Today, Barnes & Noble officially answered Redmond's legal complaint with some scathing words saying Microsoft is trying to make Android unusable and unattractive through high license fees and absurd licensing restrictions. And I'm pretty much accusing them of anti-competitiveness. Looks like Barnes & Noble isn't going to go down without a fight on this one.
1: According to a new report from Distimo, or is it Distimo? Well, in any case. I think case. it's pronounced Fred. Fred Uh, Fred has a new report, and here's what he's saying. The official Google Android market now offers more free apps than Apple's App Store for iPhone. In fact... 12,000 more free apps. So if you want to compare absolute numbers, those are both paid and free. Apple still has the largest selection, just not a free app. So that actually means the iOS is still where the money at. And you know, when yeah. you have the money, you got the ladies. More
0: money, more problems. And the problems. That's what Android says.
1: Ladies and problems are kind of synonymous.
0: Is that true? No comment. Wow, oh. I'm not telling that to my wife. <laughs> Let's move on to a funny story about space and China. <laughs> This is good times. <laughs> uh, no, the China Man Space Engineering Office hopes to change within the next decade the perception of their country. Uh, unveiling a model of its first space station, this previous Monday, the station's current mon- moniker is Chang Gong, which is Chinese for Heavenly Palace. Or at least, if you pronounce it right, it probably is. Uh, but the space agency is asking the public to suggest alternatives. So, if you email Kong uh K O N J, I'm sorry, K O N G. J I N, J I A N, just look it up. <laughs> yeah, go to Engadget,
2: you'll see the post. Uh, yeah.
0: Search for VIP.QQ.COM. You can make your suggestion through July twenty fifth. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you think it should be named? The Chinese space station. It should be launched by twenty twenty.
2: I think you just named it the Chinese space station, huh? It's catchy. Yeah. Kind of like Vietnamese restaurant.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of some sort of food dish. King of the Roll. Nothing that I say sounds good in my head, so I'm not going to say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We could make a lot of Chinese restaurant jokes. I think it should be called. Larger than the Model. I, I like Heavenly Palace. I mean, come on. It's Heavenly- in the heavens, it's a palace, it's a space station. I can't think of anything better. It
1: sounds kind of culty, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Heavenly Palace. True. Would you like to go? <laughs> You'll never come back. We have a
0: monthly membership. <laughs> I see. It's that kind of heavenly palace, is it? <laughs> Let's move on to the calendar.
1: On this day in 1981, I was in kindergarten, but the first integrated mouse for use with a PC also made its debut with the Xerox Star Workstation. Who out there remembers it? Not I.
0: I actually got to uh, touch I a version of that mouse. <laughs>
1: for how many seconds? Uh,
0: Woof! Many seconds as I wanted. <laughs> they have it at the Digibar. And,
1: oh, cool. Yeah. Was it uh, was it big and clunky? It was.
0: It was very big and very clunky. Yeah. yeah. But Still, it had three buttons.
1: But it was first. Yep. And it's cool. Google has launched Chrome 11 with security fixes, uh, speech to text, plus text to speech incorporated into HTML5. Plus, you might notice a new flat 2D version of the Chrome logo. So they've kind of stripped out their 3D effects.
2: That's chromey, actually. It's it's kind, of a it's, flat color. it's
1: kind of like, well, why do they do that? But at the same time, it's nice and simple. So, I guess that was the the point. It's very No longer
2: looks like Simon says.
1: I feel like it looks yeah, More like Simon says? Well, equally like It Simon looks
0: like says. Simon says took over the Korean flag. So, instead of the yin yang <laughs> in the middle, spinning. they're like, "Well, let's let's go with the yin yang, but let's put a third one in and make it colorful."
1: Mm, now we know. Amazon's ad-supported Kindle started shipping today. It's 25 bucks less than a Wi-Fi Kindle, but obviously because it's ad-supported. Initial sponsors include General Motors, Procter & Gamble, and Visa. So, you know, a few little guys. you not going to make everything. any money.
0: Visa, they're everywhere you want to read.
1: Oh, that was pretty good, actually. Uh, the white iPhone 4, as we mentioned, will arrive April 28th on AT&T and Verizon. Um, I... I'm not going to get one, but I'm sure that there are people who are very excited about this. Maybe there'll be lines. We won't be there. There won't be lines. No, I don't think so. Hulu Plus is coming to the Xbox on April 29th. T-Mobile is hosting a speed challenge this weekend in Seattle. They're going to award uh, $1,000 to anybody who can prove that their iPhone is faster than a Samsung Galaxy S4G. So I guess they think that no one can prove that. Or they're willing to part with $1,000. Or, or, or they've
0: set the bar of what proof is very high. Yeah,
1: really. April uh, Apple, rather, is preparing to ship the iPad 2 to 13 more countries. Surprisingly, Japan's on that list. So I guess uh, because of uh, Japan's recent issues... Uh, they didn't get the iPad 2.
0: Right, um, but they're actually first on the list, so that's good.
1: Yes, uh, along with Korea, Malaysia, and a few others. Crackberry's reporting, RIM will rename BlackBerry OS 6.1 as BlackBerry 7 OS and launch it at BlackBerry World next week.
2: That's progress. Just change the number.
1: Yeah, just it's higher. Yeah. It's, it's lucky.
2: Seven. I think they should just
0: call it BlackBerry OS 15. Be like, we're the most advanced. We jumped ahead.
1: BlackBerry OS, Infinity Plus
0: One. Boom. We win.
1: Rogers LTE is going to reach four cities in 2011 and peak at 150 megabits per second. Those cities, if you're curious, are Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, and Vancouver. I don't
0: say when in 2011, but at least you'll get it by the end of the year. Onto On to the emails, tnt at twit.tv. Cameron wrote in and pointed out something that I thought was pretty interesting on the Instagram app. He, uh, He noticed when he clicked over from posting a link from Instagram on Twitter that there was a map associated with the picture. He took and he's like, Did I leave? Okay, I don't. He's like, I don't remember selecting location. Uh, so he we went back and looked at some previous pictures, and it turns out that without him wanting to, it was putting a map with geolocation and you know, that's the hot thing these days on every picture he was taking. So I, I looked at his screenshots that he put up on his blog at nine and I realized I. I'm like I don't remember there being anything in the where line before. So I I don't know if if you can see this, but you probably can't. But there's a uh, there's a what and a where line up at the top. The what line is blank. Now the where line says located, and has a green little location tag by it. Once it's located, you it's going to put that map on the picture or or in comp- accompanying the picture wherever you link to it.
1: And the in only that drop-down menu, you can't just select none?
0: The only way to turn it off is to go into the settings of Instagram and turn off location services altogether. It's either all or nothing. Even if you don't want to – it used to be you'd only get a location if you went in and chose a foursquare location, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but now it just adds that location anyway. So, I, And I thought, in,
2: the, in the menu was, bar, it does it show it's using location services? No, it doesn't. Even when it is? No. Well, I, I don't think it does, yeah. It's not on for That's me. That's kind of sneaky.
1: Uh, it's annoying that it's an all or nothing thing because sometimes I I will locate myself. I mean, it's drawing from Foursquare data, and other times I think ah, I just like this picture. It doesn't need to be associated with the place, or I prefer that it that it doesn't. So I wouldn't want to go back into my settings all the time.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it's like the most horrible thing in the world, but the fact that it didn't work that way, and then it suddenly did, and I and a lot of people, obviously uh, Cameron and myself among them, didn't notice means a lot of people were putting out some location information they probably didn't realize. Because they'd authorized that app for location, but they hadn't authorized it to use it in that
1: way. Yeah. It's always just good to know what you're sharing with people. Yep. Uh, Okay, so yesterday um, at the end of the show... Uh, We had started to... Were we trying to do haiku? How did this whole haiku discussion even get started? We
2: were talking about emails and style of emails. And uh, I think Tom started listing off a ton. And I think you actually wound up saying, send emails in haiku form.
1: Oh, I did. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is my fault. fault.
2: Yeah,
1: Uh, I'm very sorry. However, we did get some very nice haikus, and I would like to dramatically read one now. This one is from Briggle. When you take morphine, poems flow forth like Sony psn data very good braygol
0: oh i like what he did there yeah or she uh that it I like ha- what it,
1: haiku has no gender tom
0: i like what it did there but then it sounds like i'm calling braygol an it i don't know <laughs> if i like that all right we got a bunch of people in the chat room saying you can turn off the where field altogether, and then if you hit the green button something happens although i have location services turned off now so nothing is happening um, but we'll, we'll check we'll follow up on that with the whole Instagram final email uh, comes from oh wait can't see it. Hold on. It comes from someone named Cole Bro- Brodine, uh, who lives in Nebraska, and was pointing out that in Nebraska, there are no private electric providers. Our state's electricity is provided exclusively by state, rural, and municipal electric cooperatives, with a board elected from people within the service area for each. I believe the government of each state should allow utility cooperatives to install fiber optic cables and require the cooperative to share their infrastructure, much like the government requires the telecoms to share their infrastructure sometimes, at least with DSL they do. They don't with cable. Uh, this would mean the infrastructure gets installed in the most cost-effective way and people still have a choice for their end-service provider. I think that's a pretty interesting idea is to go co-op on it. Uh, co-ops were very instrumental in uh, rolling out electricity to rural areas in the early part of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea would be to roll out higher-capacity broadband fiber where companies aren't providing it. You could start a co-op.
2: Now, why would Why would a co-op succeed in an area where a private company would never come out to? That's what I don't understand. Well, it would succeed in an area – that's the
0: easier one to answer. It would succeed in an area where a private company would never come out to because you get the people who want it in that area to band together and say, well, let's pool our resources and make it happen. The The company's looking at it like, that's a break-even proposition. We need to make a lot more profit. The co-op doesn't have to. The co-op just says we just need to be able to pay for it.
2: So if the co-op goes ahead and puts the infrastructure in, they'll be able to easily connect to a, a backbone? Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: that's not a problem getting a backbone to hook you up that's that's easy and bandwidth on the backbone is is relatively cheap uh considering it's it's like a, a few pennies or less per gigabyte so I I think the the more interesting proposition here is not for just rural but to take the co-op position into cities and say you know what in my in my city I'm getting crap service
2: from the cable company and the telephone company let's take a few city blocks start a co-op you have to do that per building. I'm thinking of that Manhattan. There's no there's no files in certain buildings. Everybody could pay for that and put that together. Yeah. I mean they co op have co-op buildings. That could just be part of your co-op. Already. You've got a co-op built
0: in. Something like that. Yeah. All right, uh, that's it for this edition of Tech News Today. Thanks everybody for watching. You can find us on the web at twit.tv slash TNT. You can email us, TNT at twit.tv, or you can phone us. Uh, you know, pick up your rotary dial telephone and dial two six zero. And then look for the letters TNT show. Or you could use a cell phone. Or you could even just send us an email uh, with that MP3. Carry attached. Your pigeon. Or you could do a video and upload it to YouTube. Nobody's done that in a while. Why don't you do that? We want to see your face. Keep it brief keep it smart though. See you next time.